Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. So I love that intro song. It's 94 The Genius made that song for me. And every time I play it, I don't even want to stop from playing, but I got guests, so I got to stop. Anyway, this is Alundis Havens. I'm so glad he is here. He's a passionate leader and servant who loves to align people and their ideal audience and shows that mirror their message. That's super important for all of you who are listening. And I know there's about 20 to 30,000 of y'all that listen to me every month. I'm just telling you that that is so important when you are out there starting your own thing to align your uh, business and your message so that people know that you're congruent to what you're saying. So this guy, Alundis, he served in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you so much for your service, sir. He's the host and founder of the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. He just told me he had another podcast too, so we're going to talk about that. He's the CEO and founder of the Alpha Influence Media, and he knows exactly how we can maximize our influence in order to be the best we can be in our business and family. And like you guys know, because a lot of people here, Lundis, are um, a lot of um, like leaders, entrepreneurs, you know, coaches, like things like that. That's who listen to my show. So I think you're speaking to the right audience. So thank you for being here. I was saying that our our audience is really a lot of like coaches and, um, you know, uh, CEOs and thought leaders and things like that. And you know, people who are entrepreneurs, podcasters, I have a really great audience. So you're speaking to the right peeps. That's what I'm saying. So tell us a little bit about you, Alundis, and we're going to get into it. So who is Alundis Havens? Who are you? Nina, thank you so much for allowing me to come on your show. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm from Fresno, California originally. So center of California, not really much going on there. Uh, parents had me in 1921. So in the midst of their party years and uh, really grew up seeing that. So mm-hmm, having the parties mm-hmm. at the house, my dad had new girlfriends every single week. So uh, when I was younger, I didn't attach on to people. For instance, when I was four years old, uh, my uncle was like, hey, you want to go meet your dad's new friend? And I was like, why? He's going to have a new girlfriend next week. So right. That's was, at four. Wow. Exactly. So <laughs> five years old, they kind of treated me like an adult. And that kind of sums it up was yeah. they needed me sometimes to bounce ideas and, and going through that. So both parents were uh, drinkers. My dad's heavy alcoholic. My mom drank every single day. Um, and then narcissistic, both parents, and they had a racist stepdad in the mix. So it was wow. definitely one where one house, my dad's a hustler. So he was teaching me how to be a hustler and, and he's the player getting all the girls and I'm the socially awkward one. So <laughs> it, it was very difficult for me. And then the right. other house, uh, and, and then my dad's house, I can kind of act crazy, whatever, you know, uh, as long as I took care of the house and did the things he wanted. Um, and then he's also abusive. So didn't get a, didn't get into those things or got away when he was drinking. And then on the other side of my mom's, uh, a good thing is we always had food in the house, but mm. they just didn't, we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Uh, I would get a design in my hair, for instance, you're a fucking hoodlum and they would be upset at me. And, and so, so what? So, um, got all the way up until high school where really started challenging those beliefs. My stepdad said, and he was far right, you know, really conservative. And I hate liberals and I hate this and I hate these people. And I'm like, man, it's not that I hate all these people is what I would tell them. And I'm like, it, you know, why do you feel this way? I'm just saying like, 
why why are we have such a problem with everybody when you just want to be left alone like why can't we just be yeah. accepting learning about others and just shut up about it so mm-hmm. it was up until the point where one day i ended up getting kicked out of the house uh because he said he hated a group of people and and it, he's like who do you hate i said everybody it's called equality i can dish it out to anybody you know i really yeah. see everybody the same and, yeah uh, made the joke that just didn't go well so he tried to punch me in the face that day and wow. i was laughing at him and i was just like man like i call you dad like you've been here since i was like seven um you know, I really looked up to him, even though, you know, we didn't see eye to eye. And I knew right. even with him and my dad, there were certain things I could talk about. So um, kind of got myself into a situation. Like I said, you know, we always had food at home. But when I was at my dad's house, I was selling my clothes um, to be able to get whatever I needed because mm-hmm. I lived in Fresno. He moved to Oakland. He worked in San Francisco. So he was never home. And when I asked him for things, hey, you can figure it out. You get $40 a month for uh, your allowance, yeah, my allowance. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and I'm like, dad, we don't have food in the house. He's like, yeah, we do. You know, his wife was there, but we didn't have a relationship because, um, kind of, you know, she had another kid, she had other kids, her and my dad had a kid and then she had her own son. So they put, she put them first and I was kind of, yeah, just, you were the uh, step kid. Exactly. Yeah. So I was a mm-hmm. kid that they didn't give any love. Uh, when I went back to my mom's, that's where I was just like, you know, we have food in the house, but we don't have any money. So, uh, that's where that hustler came in. You know, my friends were doing the dumb stuff and I'm the middleman and Hey man, let me go to the store, get you some chips, you know? So ran into right. problems to where one of my cousins is strung out on meth. Uh, he starts gangbanging. He's sending my friends after me to come jump me. And they're wow. like, hey, man, who you picking? And I'm like, hey, that, I know it's family, but you deal with it. You handle business with him. I'm not in this. You know, I'm about making money. And, I'm, and I was thinking at this time, like, hey, how do I get out? So ended right. up going to the Marine Corps, uh, boot leave. I knew that my parents split up, but they lied to me. My stepdad and my mom, they tried to say that they were still back together. Um, but one thing that I'm really good at and really bad at at the same time is I know how to analyze situations because from a young age, I knew that, you know, Hey, going in this room, you know, people are going to fight, you know, my parents are upset, they're drinking. So I kind of knew how to maneuver around things. So, uh, we have a party. My stepdad thinks my mom's having an affair to sum that up real quick. My wrestling coach was there. He kind of was the father figure for me in high school. Cause Mm. uh, I was always searching for that. You know, I didn't have that dad that allowed me to be me. And really right. to lose my concern, you had one house where I had to be the badass and, and this or that, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and then I had the other house where I had to be the responsible, quote unquote, in that. But I got the good grades. I did everything right. You know, I pleased them, but I really wasn't being myself. So um, we have this party. The wrestling coach comes up to me. Hey, I'm going to the bathroom. Only one that's open is my mom's room. Uh, so I'm like, hey, man, that's cool. You know, and I'm like, hey, my mom's in the bathroom. Please let her get out. Don't go in the room. Corner of my eyes, see my stepdad follow him to the bathroom. I hear a 45 cock back. Uh, my stepdad shot him within a centimeter from his face. Oh, shoot. So uh, that happened. Um, we all get out of the house. Um, I'm on the phone with the operator. They try to arrest me because we had a lot of liquor in the house because, again, my parents are drinkers. Luckily, I didn't drink that day, and I was only 18. Uh, so I was on the phone with the operator. My stepdad has a 45 on his hip to me at the wow. door yelling at me. I pick up my wrestling coach, throw him in a car to get him away because the cops are coming. And then uh, the helicopter over the house, SWAT team goes in, wakes up my brother and sister. And after that, that really triggered me to get angry again. Uh, I wanted yeah. to do some stupid things. I wanted retaliation on my stepdad. Yeah. And that was why me and my dad started talking again was um, I was like, hey, man, I may need you. You know, so it was really not processing this. And then the good thing is, uh, like we talked about being mature, you know, got in the Marine Corps, and they see me as a leader. They're like, man, you're a leader. You know, you're not going to be the one uh, BSing around or mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. like that. So I was 19, 20 years old. 
became my own boss in the Marine Corps and uh, let that go to my head, you know, had really the ego chip on my shoulder. And mm -hmm. I thought I was achieving everything, but really drinking heavily. I was drinking about a gallon of whiskey at one point in time. Ooh. And then uh, just just repeating some of the history that my parents did, you know, hookups and, and breaking up with my wife before we got back together. And then we had a miscarriage. And I was like, you know what? I can do this dad husband thing. Uh, this is easy. You know, so mm -hmm. totally committed back into my wife uh, after we got back together. And I was just like, I need help. You know, there's there's so much things that I've kind of suppressed those emotions. And uh, that's where that journey started a little bit. You know, along the way, I had some friends. My grandfather died, who kind of was the one who always cleaned everything up. So he dies. I'm working at a mortgage brokerage. I failed my mortgage exam three times. I'm on a six month probation period waiting. Um, and it kind of just hit me there where I was like, man, I don't feel like this is me. So I went mm -hmm. on to help veterans at a company. And then uh, in August of this year, they came at me sideways. So I was the number one sales rep. And um, what happened was my nanny moved to Minnesota. So I'm holding the baby, making sales calls, and I'm just hustling all day long. You know, I'm trying to make this thing happen. And hey, here's right. your collective action plan. You know, I'm working 60 to 80 hours. So I see no problem. Uh, the job comes at me and they're like, hey, um, is this really what you want to do? Is this your heart? You know, is your heart still here? So I went back to this podcasting group I had with my mentor, Zach Babcock, now business partner. And he was like, hey, you know, I'd love to start a business with you. I see a lot of potential in you. Uh, I really love, you know, you as a person, your story in that. Uh, uh, um, excuse me. A week before my daughter was born, I started the Winner's Paradigm podcast where I started talking about recalibrating mindset and really talking about all these things. So uh, I get down and dirty and I talk about those things that are uncomfortable about how I grew up or how I process certain things or how my parents made things be at a young age. So mm -hmm. uh, for certain things, I just don't understand or uh, I didn't get social cues. So it kind of was having that podcast that broke it off to me. And then we started a company right. called Alpha Influence Media. So that's the second podcast. And that's all about building dominant brands, maximizing okay. influence and kind of helping people do the same thing we are, you know, where you can be able to get your message through. And for me, like it was life changing because now I'm being able to attract the people I want. You know, I got a breathwork coach and unpacking these things. And it was, awesome, you know, finally being able to uh, know that, hey, everything's going to be OK. You know, there's nothing wrong with me. Again, I grew up my whole entire life with narcissists. So it's definitely difficult because you think about yourself and you're like, I'm not worthy. I'm not good. I'm not this or that. And it's not even that, you know, it's just them projecting on you for whatever it may right. be, even if it's not real. No, and narcissism, you know, I think um, a, a lot of people throw that term around right now, like like it's just, you know, a thing to say, kind of like racism, everybody's racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a thing to say, but but narcissism is a real thing. And I understand what you're saying. That's a very difficult thing um, because they think of themselves before they'll think of you, even when you're their child. Right. Because they can't help it. Everything is everything is about them. Right. It's their world. Um, so that must have been a very difficult way to live. I also have to say that out of all of our really hard times in life, right, come our biggest strengths, right? Because of the hardest times in your life, and, and that was a lot going on in a kid's life, right? Because, yeah, I mean, to you, it might have been like, oh, yeah, this is just my life, and you you coped with it. But the truth is, is when we start to get older, like you said, I um, now have a coach, a breath coach work, and, you know, I do the podcast and stuff like that. You have to deal with those things because if you don't deal with those things, they start to creep into your life, kind of like they were doing with you, right? Breaking up with your girl, you know, not knowing if you can be married or have a kid and all that stuff. So tell me about that moment. What was it in your life at that moment where you said, okay, something's got to freaking give here, right? I got I to change this pattern because come on, Alondis, the, the truth is, 
is you have a choice and the choice could be that you want to still go drink and, and do, you know, be with women and all this other stuff and not be responsible. And let's face it. Many people choose that it's easier. It's easier. Right. So why did you choose the, the more, uh, hard path? And what I mean by hard path is that your brain wasn't wired for that, right? You were wired to follow what your parents were doing. So what was that moment for you? I absolutely love that, uh, that you asked this question and, and it makes me emotional. Uh, why? Because my dad used to tell me, Hey, you're cut from a different cloth. You're not like us. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And right. I'm like, I've just realized and seen all this shit as a, a little kid where I'm like, I don't want to repeat this. And I would say the embarrassing things, my dad's almost 50. Um, and mm -hmm. I have a daughter, he has a daughter right after me and he's just mm -hmm. partying. And he was in Vegas, for instance, he had like girls with him, licking them on his face, put everything on Snapchat. Take in mind, he was married at the time. So his wife used to call me and she'd be like, your dad did this or that. What's funny is he used to abuse her and I'd be the one jumping in and almost right. fist fighting him. Like I fist fought my dad in high school. So uh, it was one of those where I told her I was drunk one day when she called me and I was like, hey, you better fucking leave him. Like, you know, he's going to keep doing this. And I was just right. like, what's funny to me is her family. My stepmom's family is all gangsters. So they never jumped my dad. And I used to always every time we'd be around her family, for the most part, I would get into it with my dad. And I would just be like, I don't know how you guys just let this slide. Apparently, she was the one who said, hey, I don't want nobody to touch him. But that was that. So it was really me looking at these things and then definitely like going through being married. Uh, mm -hmm. I got married pretty damn quick. And it was something funny where it was like me and my wife knew each other since fifth grade. So we were always good friends. Um, mm -hmm. We were like, we mm -hmm. can do this. But it was really learning about yourself. And so much things come out. And then, mm -hmm. too, it was like the embarrassing factor of like under, you know, explaining about how my parents are and why they act that way. And she was just like, you just want a relationship. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not how it happens. You know, so good thing is my stepmom, my wife are cool. And uh, my stepmom was like, in. she's like, yeah, anytime in his life, you know, he gets close with his dad. His dad will do one thing. Or for instance, I turned 21 and my dad went on a rant one day that I had an easy life. I never went through any adversity uh, and, and starts going on this. So I'm like, bro, what are you talking right, about? You right. Know? Yes, yeah, I do. He, at the time, he's like 45 and he's talking about, you know, what happened to him when he was a kid and he was doing it in a different form to me. So he was talking about how his his cousins would keep him home. You have to fight the neighbors. And if you win, you can leave. Oh For me, it was, hey, you better whip your cousin's asses. You don't whip their ass. I'm going to whip your ass. Right. My ass whooped for laying my hands on other people. But it was so he can look good, you know. So it was right. one of those things for me where um, I finally like had to come to grasp with that when I stopped drinking where it was like, why am I like this? You know, why do I like just getting blacked out and that? Cause I don't want responsibility. I don't want to think yeah. about my feelings. Yeah. I don't want to process these things. Um, and it was something, you know, where the marriage, everything was just compiling and it was that make or break point. Uh, I had four good friends die at the time. My grandfather mm -hmm. died and I started to think about legacy and I was just like, what am I going to do? Like one of my boys died of cancer and the last day, uh, I was talking, I was so blacked out. I was talking about killing myself. And it was something where it was like before I deployed and my mom mm -hmm. is the narcissist. Why do you feel that way? You have no reason to feel like you should kill yourself. You've had a good life. Da, 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 da. We gave you everything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, so it was really diving into that for me where mm -hmm. you got a journal. You have to cry things out and really realize for yourself that, hey, you know, uh, it's OK not to be OK. Right now. But where did you get that from? Like, was that innate in you or do you think you started to? maybe hear a couple things like on social media and stuff, or did you get into self-development? I'm just curious as to, you know, where that voice and that, that, you know, um, that want to, where did that come from? So I always kind of felt like that uh, growing up was kind mm -hmm. of explaining it. It's just embarrassing. For instance, right now, I know we we're talking about before we jumped on this, uh, my sister was kind of telling me that she's going through similar things that I did. 
Um, mm-hmm. And for instance, my mom has like secret spies. <laughs> and it's funny, but my sister, uh, her and her friend went to my sister's dad's house and had lunch. One of my mom's friends told um, my my mom and my mom got mad at my sister. Now my sister's grounded for two weeks and she's not allowed to hang out with that friend outside of school because they did something that my mom didn't approve of, you know, and it was kind of like that for me. So it was always explaining to people that, you know, people who didn't understand me, they didn't understand the situation because my parents paid the picture pretty damn well. And and they're like, Oh yeah, he's a good kid. He likes to talk a lot of shit, you know? And I'm like, that's not how it is. You know, I can show you text messages. She's never Mm -hmm. once invited herself to my house after I Mm -hmm. bought one. Uh, they don't care. You know, it's, it's the lack of care. It's me always going out. So first right. it was, you know, realizing those things and uh, I've always been highly driven. So it was just like, I accomplish everything, you know, chip on my shoulder, proving everybody wrong. They can, uh, they can F themselves is what I used to say. Yeah. yeah. Really proving everybody wrong. And then the self-development, you know, and that's yeah. where um, definitely my business partner, Zach Babcock helped me out tremendously. And a couple other people, you know, where mm-hmm. I was listening to all these different things and it was like, you have to make the change for yourself. And first mm-hmm. it was acknowledging the problem, kind of mm-hmm. how it was. And then it was listening to the podcast. It was having the conversations with other people where I'm like, you know what, that's it. You know, uh, I didn't like getting into the conversations and being like, you know what, I like having a breathwork coach or someone who understands uh, my boy, Nick Wingo is my coach. And he was a firefighter for 20 years and went through PTSD, had bad relationships. So I can talk about these things versus if I go to therapy and they're like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel like I really want to do something stupid. They're going to report me or right, right. Me on antidepressants because they're right. a blocker because I tore all the cartilage in my right knee year two. Uh, so okay. that's why I had to get out the Marine Corps after four years. And um, it was something where I was like, I hated therapy. I did 14 years of my life, but I just felt like it, it wasn't helping me because they were right. telling me, hey, you can get this breathing app and you can just uh, one, two, three. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Do you understand how it is right. with narcissists to where it's like you work so hard, like you tell yourself, I'm not going to do this. And then they're like, you don't know what the hell's wrong with it. You're the problem. Right. And you're just right. like, all I said was, hey, you know, this is what we need to do. This is how we come to a conclusion. And all of a sudden it's my fault again. You know, I'm the problem. Uh, my mom was running her mouth on my wife and my wife said one thing about my mom and I respected that. I was like, I would too. You know, she keeps running her mouth right. on me and right. I just told my mom like, Hey, let's be civil. You know, I don't care how you feel about my wife. And I was just like, cause at the end of the day, that is my wife. And she's tried to have a relationship, try to be cordial. But my mom does the little, you know, mannerisms, rolls mm-hmm. her eyes, doesn't pay mm-hmm. attention. Um, my dad's the same way, you know, they act like it's, it's a girl, you know, and you're talking to them and you're like, I just want to take them home. I'm not listening to what they say. I'm just saying the right things. And it was kind of that right. with my mom to where it was like, man, you know, uh, it's really frustrating from the outside looking in to where it's like, you put all this work in, you try, and then you just get shitted on in the end. And they're like, yeah, yeah your opinion doesn't matter. You don't know what you're talking about. And you're like, am I really that? So it goes back to the self-doubt again. And in my case, yeah. putting all this work in and I'm getting frustrated and exploding. And it's like, that's why I'm so reactive was it kept me safe for so long. But the problem is now where I start doing the work and I'm like, you're in your situation for a reason. Like mm-hmm. six and a half years later, I have my own mm-hmm. house. Um, mm-hmm. I'm out the Marine Corps. I graduated college. I started a business. I have right. two podcasts. I have a right. daughter and another baby on the way. My mom's still living with my grandma. So it's right. one of those where it's like, that's the perspective. I'm not saying anything bad about her. I'm just no, saying I get hey, it. Yeah. In, in her point of yeah. view, uh, she may think she's not doing anything wrong, but she hasn't shown those results. She hasn't put the time in. You know, she called me one day and she was talking about life so hard. And I'm like, man, I wake up at three or four in the morning, hit the gym. My body feels like shit because I tore all the cartilage in my knee, uh, dislocated both shoulders four times, really bad joint problems, shoulders, knees, elbows, right. hips. So I don't feel well every day. So I use cannabis to be able to help in that CBD. Um, and it's right. helped me out tremendously. 
And then I do that. You know, I was going to school. I was running the podcast after um, taking care of the daughter. And it was like, you make time for the things that are important to you. So yeah. for me, it was very difficult because my mom's like, you don't understand. It goes back to the, oh, well, you have uh, two different, <laughs> you have two different, um, two different ways of income. And that's why, you know, you're here and there. And I'm like, that's not how it is. Like, I was in the Marine mm-hmm. Corps sending mm-hmm. thousands a month to my mom to help her out, thinking that that's right. what I needed to do ultimately to get to a point where I was just like, you can only help somebody uh, so much before they can help themselves. Yeah. And you know what I love about that? Uh, uh, not love about that. Like, oh, that's great. But what I mean, what I love about what you're saying is that it goes back to also taking ownership and responsibility for yourself. Like you have got to stop being a victim. You have got to stop being a victim, right? Because she could say all day, oh, it's because you have two jobs. Then why don't you get two? Oh, you have, you have, you know, multiple streams of income. Then why don't you have multiple streams of income? Because there's nothing different that you're doing, Alundis, that nobody else can do. The difference is, is that you have to take ownership and realize you're only a victim to your own mentality, right? And, and so, and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. That, that was one of the things when we had that conversation, it was that the one thing I let her sit with, and I'm not going to drive too much into it, but I was like, hey, what time do you get off work? 4 p.m. So from 4 p.m., what time do you go to sleep? 10 o'clock, 4 p.m. to 10 o'clock. What are you doing? Oh, I'm tired. My body hurts. You can work a remote job online. And it Mm -hmm. was like, I can't do that. It's too hard. There's your answer. You know, so it was showing somebody that in my case, I was like, man, I get off work and doing that. At the time, I was staying up to 11 to one in the morning to finish my schoolwork, you know, so I was just like, this doesn't make sense from the outside looking in because you can be able to make all these things happen for yourself if you put the time in. And you also have to thank them in a way too, right? Because, because they made things uh, challenging for you. You also have to thank the fact that they made things challenging for you. It made you who you are today, right? It made you who you are today. Now you could have definitely taken the bad parts, which you already, you already admitted to your, you, to us and to yourself that you had already started that with the drinking and all of that. You had already started in the wrong path, but you said to yourself, I need to change this. And you did right? And the hustler came out, that hustle that came out of you that you learned. You learned to maneuver. You learned to be strategic. You learned to uh, bob and weave. You know what I'm saying? So that taught you a lot too. So every time I look at my tragedy story, the things that I've been through in my life, I had a kid at 15 years old. So I get it when you have a kid young, but I took care of him and I did what I had to do. That was the hardest time of my life also made me the hardworking woman that I am today, right? So you take what you can you like I always say, you you chew the meat and you spit out the bones, right? So you take what's going to be nutrient to you, what's going to enrich you, what's going to give you what you need, Alundis, and you take that and then you enhance it and make it better for your kid, right? So how do you prevent yourself or how do you like make sure that you are the best father you are when you wake up every day, the best husband, right? The best coworker or, or co-founder, like how do you do that every day? What's your thing? You know, what's funny is I actually did a post today on that. And I was talking about simulated experience um, Mm. just for kids. You know, they don't have to go through the same exact things as us. Um, For me, it was realizing that some of the ways I think, for instance, my father-in-law called me and he was just like, hey, you know, your brother-in-law did this dumb thing. How do you feel? I kick him out your house. And he's like, wait a minute. You know, is that something that happened to you that you're projecting on somebody else? And that's why you feel that way. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, and I thought about it. I'm like. That's right. You know, my wife reminds me all the time is like, not everybody's the same. And I think that's really what it comes down to is like, you got to be able to do the work. That's one of the things Mm -hmm, I made. mm -hmm, And I made mm -hmm. that priority to myself that I'm going to be open with my kids. Why? Because I can even get designs in my hair. It's not that I was a bad kid. I got 3.8s. 
I played sports all the times. I was that, you know, I always messed up because when I would go to other people's houses, their parents would be like, oh, how is it at home? And then here goes me just over oversharing too much in telling them these things that I probably shouldn't have been saying. And then they report back to my parents. My parents are like, right. what the hell is wrong with you? You know, going back on it again, I'm the problem, you know? So right, right, right. I always had this connectivity issue with people and trying to be able to learn. And when it came down to it, I started being a dad. Um, one of the things I was thinking about was like, I didn't want a son. And I was like, I don't want a son first. You know, good thing is I had a daughter and I was like, she's going to mellow <laughs> me out, but had the daughter. And then I realized like, none of that stuff matters. Right. You know, none of the stuff of being on machismo and thinking that we're yeah. so hard or, oh, they got to be this way. Like I got a son on the way now and I'm so excited because oh, cool. I, I don't, yeah, I had to put some work into it. Um, two miscarriages later, you know, and it, it yeah. gave me perspective to be like, man, mm -hmm. we just got to be the best we can be. Like at the end of the day, like I have one daughter. So if I treat my daughter like shit and I let her know yeah. that this is how a man's going to treat you, this yeah. is what's going to happen. You know, in my case, um, she may run into a guy one day that is over here, you know, going for multiple different girls and cheating on her and acting mm -hmm, stupid. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be me, the one giving advice. And if I show her those things, in my case, like I have my dad doing that in front of his daughter. Right. Um, it was something for me where like I told him that I was like, hey, man, what are you doing? And he's like, you don't know what the hell she's doing or you don't know what the hell uh, my my daughter sees and da, 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 da. And I'm like, that's yeah. what he told me when I was a little kid, when I would question him about things or when he would be telling me stupid shit about him partying. And oh, we had this girl. And then I'm just like, you know, and yeah, that's, that's cool. Dad, like to just brush it off, you know? So right. it was really realizing that for me, like, Hey, how do you want to be remembered? What does it be? And I definitely don't, you know, I've went through that. Uh, I had racist parents and I don't just say that. Like they said some shit that was crazy. My stepdad, yeah. you know, yeah. had a black uh, girlfriend for the first time in the Marine Corps. It was kind of funny. I grew up with Mexicans my whole life because my mm -hmm. grandmother had an affair. So I'd never met the black side. So never really fit in because I'm not dark enough to be black and I don't grow up with them. And then I'm a Nosabo kid, so I don't speak Spanish. So uh, <laughs> didn't get respect from the Mexican side. Right, you know, so that's and, funny. Exactly. So it was I like it. learning all these things. And then uh, one time, like I dated this girl and she's like, hey, you know, do you tell your mom about me? And I'm like, no. And she's like, why? I was like, because I know my mom's going to say something. And she's like, why? You know, black girl, good family. Um, but went to my mom and I'm like, hey, mom, you know, hey, here's a picture of my girlfriend. I would love for you to meet her sometime. My mom's like, oh, she better not be ghetto. First thing she said without asking anything about who she is and that, you know, and I'm like, but it should right. be mixed and it would have been different, you know? So right. it was something for me where it was like, you have to be able to see things for who they are, what they yeah. are, and you got to be the yeah. best you can be. So in my case, it was all these projections that I'm coming out with, getting upset, screaming at my parents. But it was like, why? Because I see the things like things aren't right and they're not aligning in my core values. So mm -hmm. how am I going to mm -hmm. be any better? And that's where I said that post today where I'm talking about simulating experience, like, I know how it feels as a kid. I know how it is to get beat for dumb things. Yeah, you know, me too. Yeah. To be afraid of your parents or mm -hmm. uh, to just not be yourself. So I'm mm -hmm. never going to let my kids go through that because that was something for me where it held me back and then even mm -hmm. gave me anxiety, PTSD, so much things to where even now, like we can't have a civil conversation and I can't say how I'm feeling because they're going to be like, no, you're not. You, yeah. you can't feel that yeah. way. And it's yeah, like, and, and yeah, and you can't and you can't anymore look for validation in people that will never give it to you. Right. So you have to give people grace as well. Right. Because they could only give you what they have and they don't have it in them. It's just not it's not like they look at you and say, oh, you know, I hate a London. It's not nothing to do with that. They just don't have the capacity to get there. And, and that's OK for them. That's OK. Right. So now what Alundas needs to do is take a, a what a, what we, you know, in, in the Latino community call a generational curse. Right. 
take that generational curse of, of how our parents treated us and change that and shift it. Right. I had a, a similar experience, although my father was not uh, involved. I had a stepfather who was awful to me, but I decided uh, that I was going to be the best mom I could be. Right. And do we F up? Yes. And Alundis, you're going to F up. Just make sure that you give yourself a lot of grace too, because just because you mess up and your wife will mess up as well, that does not mean that we are not good parents. You know what I mean? So just remember that and give yourself grace because you don't want something to trigger you into thinking, I'm just not a good father. You know, you're going to mess up, dude. I'm telling you right now, she's still little. You're going to mess up. Okay. <laughs> no, hundred hundred percent agree. And, and yeah. that's something I've learned through marriage as well is like, yeah, I told myself I'm not going to be reactive. So one thing that I said, I'm really good at and really bad at, I'm really good at reading situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really bad at learning tonality because I think everybody's yelling at me all the right. time and it may right. not even be that way but you right. raise your voice and i'm like huh you know what i mean or that's so funny but tell tell me a little bit about what you're doing today because you know i love okay so i i, th I think i'm getting something here so so your your audience and and your messaging and all of that it to me sounds like you're just being authentic you're just being a lundus right and i think that that's going to really help connect people to you into them, right? Because just like me and you, I'm I'm much older than you, right? And being much older than you, it's it's kind of um it's kind of wonderful if you think about it and interesting that we have a connection when it comes to dealing with narcissistic parents, you know, dealing with having to hustle, dealing with hard times, even though our, our age gap is what it is, right? So what is it that you're trying to show other people when it comes to their branding? Because I that's I know that's something that you want people to to learn and grow and have a good, you know, message out there. So tell me about that. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned age because that's something that always hit me. And I always had the older friends and I was always with the older mm -hmm. people because my parents wanted me to act that way um, to even wearing the Marine Corps. Like my best friend, he's 35. He's 10 years older right. than me. And it was something right. where like that was my mentor. He became my best friend. Uh, why? Right. Because I could be able to talk about these things and we click mm -hmm. on those things. So love how you mentioned that. Yeah. You know, two different time periods and, uh, I, I definitely love those things because you get to see perspective. You know, I was raised, raised like the older generation. So mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. funny to me, you know, with certain new things and why I get upset. But uh, I'd say like for me, my goal is just to be able to have people be themselves. And uh, you're going to influence people regardless of what you're doing, who you are, what you say. So I was influencing people when I was drinking and I was the life of the party because right. I would show up faded and everybody would be like, that's a London. Mm -hmm, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I get what I wanted, but it may not been what I actually wanted. wanted. Versus, right. you know, that's when smart. I start drinking and, and I'm talking about core values and I'm like, Hey man, that resonates with me. I really love mm -hmm, you saying that. Mm -hmm. And people are like, what, this is a brand new dude. You know, what are you talking about? You know? And it, right. for me, I always felt like I was the introvert. I would always say extroverted introvert. Uh, you could put me in a room full of people. I'll talk. I get really bad anxiety, but I'll talk to everybody. But I won't click with people. And that's why that anxiety factor will go. But mm. when we click on that level, we'll talk for hours, you know. Right. So it was really learning that. Uh, it was getting in the room with the right people. You know, in July, I went to my business partner's event in St. Louis, got in front of 80 people, you know, and I started telling my story and overshared, you know, and started crying a little bit because I got emotional. And I was like, it was powerful because for the first time in my life, you know, besides the podcast, don't get me wrong, it's different when it's on Facebook and you have yeah. people congratulating you. Hey, man, this is powerful. But it's completely different in person where they're like, yeah, I'm gonna give you a hug. You know, you've been through some real shit. We really love you for who you are. You know, uh, man, you know, and it's a different feeling in person. So got up in front of people. I shared my story and that kind of leads into the business. You know, it's where it was like yeah. 
I get to be able to help other people out, you know, get on shows that resonate with them, streamline this process because we got so many things going on. Like we mm-hmm. talked about, you know, you got to be able to uh, manage it, delegate, figure out other mm-hmm. things for you. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my goal with the business was I want to help people create impact with whatever they're doing, whether they're talking about making money. And that's kind of why I feel two different podcasts is I have the one for mindset. The other one talks about building dominant brands. And I talk about that like I went to school uh, because I made a promise to myself in the Marine Corps that I would do it. Good thing is it got me into self-development. I realized it didn't resonate with me. But on that podcast, I teach all the things that I've learned about business hands on. So I'm like, Good. you know what? I didn't know anything. You know, I learned about ads because I went to a person for ads or maybe I lost money here and this is what's helped me. Or, mm-hmm. you know, this is how you can be able to build your podcast. This is what you can do in the meantime to make a little bit of money because I've been there struggling. So for right. me, it was really taking your struggle and then showing everybody that that's a superpower. Right. Yeah, I love that. I freaking love that. All right. So tell me about. Like, so, cause you mentioned a few things of the business. So tell me about the business. I want people to understand exactly what it is that you're offering people or what you do with people. So she'll break down your business for me. Go ahead and give it to me. Absolutely. So my business is called Alpha Influence Media. What we are is a podcast media company. I say media cause originally we were just booking. So we would get okay. you booked on shows that resonate with your message, you know, get you guests that resonate with you. Cause I know a lot of times with people, yes, you can use apps, you can do all these things, but you don't have time to be managing it. I know for a fact, I don't, you know, right. Um, I, I would go on an app and sometimes I don't reach back to people for three months, you know, just right. because I have things set up, you know, I go on there, set up 20 podcast interviews and that. So it was taking that away uh, from the six figure entrepreneur and telling them, Hey, you know, we can do this for you. Um, you focus on doing what you do. You show up game day, perform. Then it went into us doing Spotify ads, for instance. So we can do an ad for you, put you on Spotify. Someone clicks um, based off, listen to you, whether it's a podcast uh, a genre playlist, which you can specify into your city, country, whatever, uh, more specifics. They click on your ad. It goes to your podcast, your website, whatever. And mm-hmm. then we also take um, that video that we're putting out there and we break it up into short form content so you can share it on social media. Cause I feel like that's something that either you're doing, you're doing it exceptionally well, or you're not doing it at all. And that was something right. for me where it was like all these things that we're doing, helping people, you know, get their message out there, tap into the being in the right rooms. Like that was all the things I was doing for myself. So it was right. kind of awesome that we started this mission, uh, business with a great mission, but it was something that like I went through as well. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, uh, my customer avatar was talking to my previous self and then kind of my future self at the same time. Yes. As I'm going through it, I'm like, you know what? You're going to want to be here. This is how you mm-hmm. want to talk to people. You know, mm-hmm. hey man, we can break it down this simple of what we're going to be able to do for you, how we're going to be able to help it for you. Podcasting is a big long game where it is it's a long game these good podcasts you know you think oh yeah i'm gonna get all these downloads it doesn't happen like that you know so right it's about being consistent and that's kind of with me was uh learning that you can be able to do so much for people if you just put that time in and help them you know with some things that they may be struggling on because again i did the same thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no that's good i'm glad you said that i do have a lot of podcasters and stuff that that listen to the show and a lot of like um you know coaches and entrepreneurs who are looking into podcasting so there's a couple great takeaways from there one is it's a long game you know pod fade is a real thing you know by by like seven eight episodes they're fading out within a year i think there's i forgot how many millions of podcasts are out there that are not even active right so I, I love that. I love that um, you're also helping the uh, podcaster or the entrepreneur kind of get on people's shows because that you're right. I mean, I've been on Podmatch and Matchmaker FM and all that great stuff. And I have, a, I don't know, 50, 60 messages I still have to get through, right? Because my podcast has become very popular. And so everybody wants to be on it. And that's great. I'm excited about that. But I can't catch up. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, so that's, that's great. So then what I got is you help people, um, get onto shows, right? Do you help people get onto that, to the person's show as well? Like, do you do a reverse as well? Like, uh, you do. So you do both. Yeah. So we do both bookings. We get you booked on shows that resonate with your message and then we can get you guests as well. Uh, whatever okay. your mission is, you know, and in, in your core focus is, and that's really what it is. Uh, okay. If it's somebody who's brand new to podcasting, we can build them up, get them on shows. But mm-hmm, at the same mm-hmm. time, it's one of those to figure out, hey, like, what's going to be strategic? So mm-hmm. I have a guy that does sales courses. Uh, he just built a new door-to-door sales course. So we're like, all right, cool. What we're going to do is be uh, relationship-centric. We're going to go on other sales podcasts. We're going to be like, hey, we have a door-to-door program. It's a free PDF we can be able to give out. Uh, people can learn, hey, if this is it. So they go on that podcast and talk about door-to-door sales, and then they're strategic with everything that they're doing. So like we said, you know, we have the 60 in the bowl. I'm booked up till April of 2022 mm-hmm. for both my podcasts because I was that one that led everybody. I recorded them. I have 50 episodes in the vault. And it mm-hmm. was one where I was like slowly putting out and that was with putting two next year. It's going to be with putting two every single week because uh, I'm yeah. going to go on a podcast tour, 100 on my podcast, 100 on other people next year. So wow. it was something for me where it was like, hey, you know, taking that part where we can do both for people, but it's just really on that entrepreneur, you know, and about their time, yeah. their mission, uh, what they're looking to do. You know, some people just want gas on their show so mm-hmm. they can be able to talk about health. Like for me, for my podcast, like, yeah, it's about mindset. But at the same time, mindset, so many different things. So I have sections yeah. on my podcast where. We talk about mindset and resilience. And then there's other Mm -hmm. times where I talk about getting healthy. So I have Mm -hmm. uh, two different owners of CBD companies. They came on and one of them sponsors the podcast. We talked about CBD and he's like, hey, this is what can help you. And I'm like, you know what? This stuff has helped me. And then I get, uh, for instance, I got somebody who I didn't think that a plant-based bodybuilder was going to be able to help me uh, because I'm like, I'm not plant-based. And then all of a sudden he's like, hey, man, you should do this. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You know, I have all these conditions. Maybe if I eat a little bit cleaner, stay off the red meat, you know, eat at select times, I'm going to feel better. Mm-hmm. So it's been awesome as well for me. And that's why I, I say that part of the journey, even with the clients where I'm like, I use my podcast as a learning tool for myself. Yeah. That's helping other people. Cause I'm like, yeah, then I started diving into being more plant-based. So it's like a 50, 50 split, but I eat a lot more vegetables than I used to. And I'm really like taking care about my body. And I'm like, so it's all about you and your mission, your podcast mm-hmm, and what you're looking mm-hmm. to do. That's great. So, okay, that's fantastic. And you're right. I think, you know, uh, a lot of the things that I've learned uh, have also been through conversations like this, right? Because you learn a lot about business and health and mindset and strategy and like so many amazing, because there's so many amazing humans out there, right? And so when you can connect with another good human, not only that, we become friends, we become like a network. And so if you ever have anything that you, hey, you know what, that person will be good on Nina's podcast. I'm like, you know, Alundis can really help this person build their podcasting game. Like, that's what it's about right? That's what it, really, that's what it's about. So you're also said something that you said, not only do you do that part, but you also take the video and you break them up into clips to give to people as well. So you're also doing video editing as well as the podcast, right? So, wow, that's a lot going on there. How are you liking that part, the video editing and the clips? So I'm not tech savvy at all. And this is where you delegate, 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 right. uh, or outsource, you know? So, yeah. um, I didn't, you know, I didn't do that initially. Um, even now, you know, I'm going to do that in the future, but that's kind of was my new mission where I was like, man, this is something I need to do for myself, but to also mm-hmm. help out other people, you know? So it was playing it. Uh, I will say it's extremely difficult. Cause again, I said, I take care of my daughter while I run the business yeah. and two podcasts. So it, it goes in phases, you know, and I'm not going to say that it's not that way. Like I have a course open, I'm learning, 
I'm helping my clients out. And then I'm holding my daughter's hand right next to me and playing with her because she's one and she just wants me to to be dad and be right next to her. So Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. it's in phases. And I think that's what you have to do is figure out like, hey, you know, what's in best interest for you? For me, like I was working that job where they didn't respect you. They didn't care, you know, so even learning video editing, that's not my strong suit by trade. I'm, I'm a relation centric guy. Uh, right. I can talk to people all day long. I can sell all day long. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it was something for me where it's like sometimes even in business, you got to be able to learn multiple different hats. You got to be able to yeah. do that to get to that point in your business. Yeah. So where even if I do outsource it, I know exactly what to do. Uh, so it's pretty damn awesome, you know, learning those things. But at the same time, yeah. like, I got to be a dad and just be me. And, yeah. and I love that part of the journey. Yeah, that's great because you are an entrepreneur too. I mean, this is what you're doing. You're out there hustling again, as you were like when you were a kid, you're hustling, but you're doing it the right way. And it's something that people can be proud of. Like your wife can be proud of that. Your kids can be proud of that. You know what I'm saying? So kudos to you, man, Alundis. You're doing a fantastic job. I know that, um, you know, like I said, I have a lot of people in my audience that are podcasters. So this may fall right in their sweet spot, like exactly what they need. So before I let you like wrap up here, I need to find out how they can work with you. So how do people get in contact with you, work with you, support what you're doing, all that great stuff? Absolutely. And I'll make it easy. Um, First thing you can be able to do social media is going to be a Lundis underscore Havens. And then I have two podcasts, the winner's paradigm, easiest way to find me. If not Alpha Influence Media, but if you go to the Winner's Paradigm, I'm going to link you back to Alpha Influence Media anyway. Okay. So it goes both ways. <laughs> oh, yay. You know what, Alundis, thank you so much for taking the time to be here and for, you know, sharing your story with us because that's super powerful. And I always want people to know that no matter where you come from, that does not matter because it doesn't matter about where you're going. You make the decision about where you're going right? So thank you for sharing your life and your story and your business with us. I truly appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you, Nina. I honor you. And it was an immense pleasure to be able thank to you. be here and speak today. Yeah, thank you so much. I feel the same about you, dude. Thanks. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me and Alundis today. Isn't he cool? I knew you guys would like him. So make sure that you guys follow him and go ahead and work with him, especially if you're a podcaster and you need to be, you know, getting up on your game because I don't want you guys to fade out. There's a lot of things that do happen. Podcasters get a little bit overwhelmed in the beginning because we feel like, you know, we don't have the support. Well, Alundis is telling you that he can support you in these areas. So make sure that you guys reach out for him and uh, see if you can work with him and see what what else he can do because the man just does everything. Did you hear him? He's just, he just does everything. He's going to manage you really, really well. So thank you guys for being here. This is Nina Perez, straight talk, no sugar added. I will link all of his information below. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. You are the best. Okay. I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register W I N jectcom slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. Sweet. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.